Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Couch is a little crowded today. Oh, good. Yeah. That's Curtis is here. Yay. Curtis, Curtis has returned to us. I squished my fat butt on the podcast couch. Let's let's do a show. Curtis has returned from his adventures mm-hmm. out in the world. Well, I think I think Mindy's locked in a bunker somewhere, slowly running out of oxygen. <laughs> well, then she's dead based on tonight's <laughs> episode. Uh, so, folks, we are back with Zompocalypse now, and we have, if you've been following our Teen Wolf recaps... Uh, we are done with those. The chat show is over. And we are returned to Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. Halfway through the second half of the <laughs> half of the season that we're seeing. Yeah. That's right. um, so I am the only one who is currently caught up to this season so far. I gave the, gave the guys here a recap uh, from the exciting world of Wikipedia. And... This has actually been a fairly decent set of episodes. Uh, especially last week's. If you have not been watching this... Uh, second half of the walking, Fear the Walking Dead season last episode uh, was really good I was really surprised um, we've had good episodes in the show in fact there were a couple of the first this season that we really thought were well done hmm. sure well I mean they fired all the people who sucked from the last seasons and now it's gotten great and of course Kirkman is suing AMC <laughs> he is really yes oh my god the lawsuits about the Walking Dead Darabon suing, Kirkman suing, everyone's suing. Why is Kirkman suing? Uh, apparently, it's another one of those AMC promised them money and they didn't pay it. No, oh. so that will all, of course, get litigated, and I'm sure we'll have more news about that at some point. But uh, in short, we are back with Madison and Company. And for those of you who have been watching this season, um, you know it's been going on. For those of you who haven't, uh, short version is running out of water. Uh, Indians and racists all together to get one not so happy family. Um, <laughs> Troy uh, is crazy. Troy uh, is crazy. And uh, in la- in the last episode, the ranch was overrun by zombies, and they were all- everybody who was not going hunting for water were trapped in the bunker. Yes, downstairs. This episode uh, pretty much picks up where we left off. Um, and it's a whole bunch of people, very, very scared, trapped in a room that doesn't seem to have any ventilation. Right. Well, why doesn't it have, doesn't it have ventilation, Tim? Well, because the air vent doesn't have any air coming through it, which means you have about... Uh, blockage. It's a blockage. That's right. There's you get, a blockage. Like, several dozen people, like 60, 70, 80 people all down there of all ages, and they're going to run out of air because it's airtight without this... Uh, do you want to tell us what we've got in our hand, Curtis? Yeah, we, I've uh, today's cocktail. The, this <laughs> the, the this week's Fear the Walking Dead cocktail adventure is uh, Jim Beam with Throwback Mountain Dew. No ice because it's the apocalypse. That's right. Okay. And so we're going to give this taste because apparently, anymore. what I read on the internet, which is always a reliable source, is that. Mountain Dew was invented to be an accompaniment for Jim Beam whiskey. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe this, as I believe all things that are on the internet. 
Yes. So let's have a little sippy. Mmm. Look how I am. Should we make a noise? Hang on. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the people know. I'm not opposed to it. No, it's not terrible. It's you know. Eh. It is a drink. Yeah. It it is a it is a medium for getting Jim Beam into you. I don't like Mountain Dew. The Mountain so, Dew taste. Well, then you're a trooper for 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 giving it a whirl. It the the Jim Beam actually kind of makes the Mountain Dew not taste yeah. all that Mountain Dewy. Have we talked about the suicide helmet theory for Rick and Morty? We have not. Um, okay, do you see right there in the corner? Uh huh. That weird looking thing with all the knobs sticking out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That is supposedly a suicide helmet based on the schematics that were. Uh, dreamed up by, like, I guess a creepypasta. Basically, the story is some kid wanted to commit suicide, so he put in his, um, in his bike helmet, he, he, like, drilled in all these shotgun shells. And then he set it up, he hooked it up to where when his mother hit the, um, electric garage door opener, the charge from the electric garage door opener would come down and ignite all of the shotgun shells, and so it would blow his basically blow his head off as his right inside was, his shoulders was coming uh, in to to find his disgusted. That's body. really not a very cool thing to do. Yeah, well, it's apparently doesn't like his mother very creepy much. Creepypastas do that a lot, like where there's some crazy thing that happens. I sometimes go in this weird tear where I read like. 50 or 60 of them because some of them are pretty short. It's creepy pastas. Creepy pastas are what they're called. They're like yeah. internet memes. Okay. Except they're, horror. Yeah, they're theme. usually horror. They're not all of them are short. A right, lot of, of them. Some, some of them are long. extremely long. Like um I've I've read some that they were lucky my boss does not listen to the show because I've like sat <laughs> for like weeks at a time and like read crazy creepy pastas. But anyway, so the theory is is that that helmet in Rick and Morty is his suicide helmet um, because he's obviously a suicidal fella. And that's your little Rick and Morty aside for fair, the show. Fair enough. Um, anyway, <sighs> so back to Through the Walking Dead. Right. So Alicia's if locked in the... I'm afraid so. Alicia's locked in the airtight bunker with Ophelia and several day players. Right. An un, unspecified amount of day players. My favorite day player, the day player of the week. My favorite one was, where's my wife? Where's my wife? Yeah, so she just of, walks off. She's wandering through these people who are very upset and very concerned, and they quickly realize she does. She's sitting there doing math on the floor while they're discussing the the blocked air vent. And I don't know how she came up with like how she like where did we establish that Alicia had some calculus magic inside her? Uh, I don't I don't know that we did, but she comes up with the idea that they have about two hours of, of air left yeah. before people start like suffocating. Based on the cubic footage of space. Yeah, how'd she know that? Yeah, because you need to know the cubic footage, the amount of oxygen a person breathes. The sheer in. number of people. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we never got a head count. Yeah, it didn't occur. It didn't occur to me that that was utter nonsense that she would have even a close estimate to yeah. how that would work out. So they send. Um, Ophelia and a very, very hunky dude. He's been in the last few episodes, and he's been... I can't remember his name, but he's been a, a, a real help to okay. them. And he actually... Well, we'll get to him in a minute. But the... Uh, <laughs> they're like, well, you know, it would be easier for us all to breathe if we got rid of some people. And they're like, 
Beg pardon? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it just so happens that one of the guys who's standing around there, Alicia already saw him get bit. Right. Or saw that he had was bitten. And so they make this suggestion. And he's part of this discussion they're yes. having. And she's like, you know, well, the people who have been bit. And he's like, crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saw me, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not everybody was... Not everybody was too thrilled about the idea that she come up with. Well, and they're all very concerned about these people are going to tear you apart if you go out there and say, you know, if you've been bit, come with us. And she's like, well, okay. And she walks out into the group and goes, so, um, we're running out of air, just so you know. And right now, our biggest danger is not the zombies outside, but it's the time we have in here with no air. So, if you've been bit, please come forward. And everyone's like, right. Mm -hmm. And then the guy who was bit, who was part of the group, steps forward. And about a dozen people come out. Yeah, something like that. And it's it's actually a... It's something that happens in the real world where... We've talked about this on this show before. How The problem with The Walking Dead is that everybody behaves in ways that nobody in the real world actually behaves. Mm -hmm. And in a crisis situation... Um, when things are going terrible, and we're unfortunately we're seeing that in Puerto Rico and and, and still in Texas oh and, gosh. and all this stuff going on, where people where terrible things are happening, and instead of society collapsing, they're all trying to help each other. Mm-hmm. And the problem with the Walking Dead universes is that as soon as a crisis happens, everyone's like, "Just for me, and the rest of you can all die terribly." And that's you know, and well, I, mean, I think that I think I think the. I think that universe is fairly accurate, though, because if you have a, if you have a natural disaster and you solve the problem and everybody helps each other and then you get past it, that's great. But if there's a problem that can't be solved, like the undead continually rising from the grave and making more undead, I think that's when people will be like, you know, I think this is more about me than anything now. Except that... We never get to the point where we're after the fact and we're, we see that breaking down. It's all from go. It's all mm-hmm. zombies, everyone for themselves. And that's not what happens. In the real world, crises don't do that. So these people who step forward are behaving the way that real human beings do is I know I'm going to die. And my death now will help these other people. And therefore, I'm going willing to sacrifice it because there's no way out for me. I know that. I know what happens when you get bit. And they even there's even the, they have like a moment where like a couple of them are like, "Well, maybe I wasn't bit so bad." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you were you were bit pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't look that deep to me. <laughs> yeah. So they all kind of go off in their little little area, and they've got a box full of morphine, really powerful morphine. I have never taken morphine. I cannot tell you how yeah. fast morphine hits the system and knocks Mor- you out. Morphine knocks you out quick. Okay. It does. So this is... Uh, she starts taking... The, the first one comes off with her, and it's it's Alicia is doing this herself. Yeah. And so she takes him off into a storeroom, and it's one of the Indian gentlemen, and he's very quiet, and he lies down, and they give him the morphine, and she stabs him in the back of the head after he's out. And it Which was one of the coolest that scenes. That scene was shot so well. It was just absolutely beautiful. And she does a very human thing, which is she freaks the hell out mm-hmm. because of what she just did. I mean, she for all, for all the fact that this is benefiting other people, she just murdered a man. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she runs out and runs past everyone, and she's shaking and crying and hyperventilating. And this old hippie lady comes up and mm-hmm. and helps her like get through it. And so she basically gets rid of all the other. People. I love the old hippie lady. And they cut to this scene where you see the storeroom, and the bodies are in the foreground, and it's it's lit only through these two windows in the doors. Mm-hmm. And so Alicia and everybody is backlit, and there's just bodies in the foreground, and it pans up, and it's her and the guy who was bit, who uh, was the first one to step forward, mm-hmm. and he's telling her that you know it's time, and and, and she's like, "Give me a minute." And he's like, "I don't know if you've got a minute." Yeah. <laughs> and so she does it, and I was thinking for a long time that the old hippie lady was one of the ones who was. Yeah, bit. so did I. And apparently she was just there providing support. She was trying mm-hmm. to help. So you got this going on. And then you got the uh, Ophelia and, and our day player up in the vent. And he starts having a panic attack in there. And if you've ever been in an enclosed space trying to move through a relatively narrow space. That's why I don't spelunk. Mm-hmm. Not the Urban Dictionary <laughs> spelunk. Well, okay. <laughs> Let me just share a story with you. I used to go caving all the time. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I lived in in the hill country of Texas, and there's a ton of granite caves there. And so we would go. Me and my friends would just go and like do satanic things. No, oh. well, we sometimes we, we would come across altars occasionally, but for the most part, we'd just be like, "Oh, let's go, let's go explore this cave today." So we would go and do it. And uh, when I was like 14 or 15. I was on a trip to a place called Enchanted Rock, which is this huge granite, like, it's all, it's gigantic, this huge granite mound, and it's got a cave system, cave through it, like a small one, not, not deep underground, but it's cave, and uh, there's two places, there's the upper level, which is where tourists go, they go and take your flashlight, and you go down into the thing, and you kind of you know, go through the cave. And then there's a place where there's a kind of a slide down and then you drop probably about 20 feet and then there's a lower level that you can explore if you're a very experienced caver. Mm -hmm. And I had never done the lower level before and I didn't have any climbing gear or anything with me. It was that kind of caver. I was just like a, let's go play around the cave kind of guy. And uh, so we were up in Enchanted Rock and we're walking along and I turn around to talk to a friend of mine, and I whacked my head really, really hard on a like a stalactite that was hanging from the thing. Like, just beamed myself to the point where I was a little like, you know, sounded like a coconut. Yeah, like it was a clonk, and I was like, I need to sit down for a minute. So I went and sat down, and I just so happened to like sit on the edge of the drop Mm. not paying any attention to where i was like i was i was so rattled like i had to like can somebody my flashlight and go and sit down so i didn't even like really pay attention to where i was going i was not being very smart and and my friend was like you need to (laughs) come away from the edge there buddy and then they kind of had to lead me out we got you were, out. You were concussed, clearly. Uh, minorly, minorly. Like, I enjoyed the rest of the day. Yeah, but your, your head rock. was a little swimming for yeah. a while, though. And uh, so now, like, that was 20 years ago, longer, maybe. And now I'm like, 
definitely made definitely <laughs> years ago. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I won't go into caves or sure. Like I don't like to go because it freaked me out. Bad. I won't go into a cave where I have to bend over or crawl or I won't do that. That's I oh, I won't even get in the elevator to go down to Fantastic Caverns or anything like that. You know, the one that, like, you get in, takes you three stories down, yeah. and then you're mm-hmm. under, the, Which, under the freaking ground? I'm sure no. it's I'm sure it's pretty cool, but it just doesn't seem that fantastic to me. <laughs> so, Especially since they, like, got all the artificial lighting down there to make it look kind of... Yeah. So, anyway, and I, so I was saying, we were watching this guy have this freak out and this thing. I was like, I would never have gone... I would not, there was no way. I would be like, you're going to have to go get one of those extras to, to go and do this. Ah. Of and course, I, he's one of the only people that survives. So Ophelia's talking talking him down, and, and it's actually, and he tells a little bit, we get a little bit of his backstory, right? As he's trying to calm down, he's like, I couldn't save my son. I was know, in the war. And uh, I couldn't save my family, and, and I have to do, you know, I have to try and help people now. And, and they make their way down, and they find that, yes, there is a... There's a dead guy what's gumming up the works. He's mm-hmm. caught in the big fan. And so Ophelia uh, gets on his shoulders. And as we get... There's a connection here between this and what's going on in the bunker. Because the air is running out. And the two-hour limit is either... it's our Two hours has passed in, ter- in terms of the show. or The unlikely accurate two-hour time limit. <laughs> yeah. Or... Her numbers were off, which is a lot more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really only about 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, if I remember correctly, Alicia only made it like junior in high school when the shit hit the fans. Maybe so that she was her last class. Like, was... Maybe like Calc 1. But I don't remember in my high school classes calculating the speed in which a group of people will suffocate. That was not one of the classes, one of the math problems well, we had. Clearly, you didn't try to plan a murder in high school. When two trains. Are leaving a station. <laughs> Where will they meet? Okay, that we got. Not when when sixty people are trapped in an airtight room. <laughs> when will their air run out? How uh, many How many breaths does each person have? Before? So everybody's passing out, and Alicia is. She's been having her talk with the old hippie lady, and they've been having their bonding moment. And she's telling her story about how. You know, Nick was a cool kid, and, and he tried to be, you know, a cool older brother. Everybody loved Nick. And then she realizes that the old hippie lady's unconscious, and everybody's unconscious. And then some of the unconscious people turn out to be kind of deadish. That, I thought, was a very cool scene, because she, she walks up on one lady who's already reanimated and eating somebody, and she fights him off. And then... She like she's this old lady who like falls on top of her and she's lying there with this dead body on top of her, and she's kind of like ah. And in the background, like three people stand like straight up. Yeah, it was very creepy, which I thought was really good. And so, so back with the the vent blockage where the fan is, Ophelia is standing on this guy's shoulders, but they're running out of air too, mm-hmm. and so he passes out. And she kind of reaches up and grabs the dead guy. <laughs> the dead guy falls on top of her. And she is freaking out. Which is, you know, mm. generally speaking, dead guys from the sky. Often something to be concerned about. And she gets the gun up and kills him. And then, but the but the, the fan is free. Meanwhile. So the air rushes back in and that wakes up Alicia. But she's the only survivor. Yeah, so. This, I mean, was she like an... Everybody else smokers or something? Well, she had the adrenaline burst, uh-huh. so that probably helped her. But it's also 
this really kind of ticked me off because there's no way everybody inside that bunker died. Out of if she, she if for her to survive and everybody else to die is not only hand of the writer, mm-hmm. but it's hand moving from the writer onto the screen, wrapping itself lovingly around the character of Alicia and pulling her out of danger yes. as everyone else dies terribly. But, I mean, the kids, you know, children wouldn't have succumbed the same way. There's a whole range of ages in there. It would have made, I mean, it's, that's not what would have happened. Right. And so, I mean, that's... Maybe maybe they'll sh- some of them will show up in in later episodes. No. We'll see more of the convoy. No, they burned the ra- they burned the fucking ranch down. I know. it's crazy. I know it's uh, but it's you know Madison and company are like locusts. Yeah, they they move into the space and when they're when they leave, nothing is left behind. As Dustin right. likes to say, they lex the f- out of these places <laughs> <laughs> for the you know and the, the, the sci-fi show Lex, where that's kind of what happened every episode. So. While this is all going on, Nick and Troy are trying to rescue the people in the bunker. And and it's like Abbott and Costello came up with a plan. Oh, God. So they're going to blow up the fuel reserves to distract us. A junkie us. and a crazy. The, does that distract? Walk into a zombie horde. <laughs> they're going to distract the zombies for away from the, from the door to the bunker. So they can get over there to get to them. So the fuel supplies are on the other side. So they're going to drive their truck through the horde of zombies. They, they fire off a, 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 one of the missile, one of the grenade launchers uh-huh. shots into a corner. And then they drive through. And Troy is enjoying the hell out of this. Uh, oh, he was giggling like, oh man, he's just giggling. And so it doesn't work because they crash the truck. Mm-hmm. And they run to the helicopter. And there's a neat moment where they turn on the blades. And they Indiana Jones... And the Raiders of the Lost Ark, the hell out of a couple of zombies. Mm-hmm. And the whirring blades and all that fun stuff. And then that stops because the zombies are like, well, we're not that dumb. We're not going to wander into those blades anymore. And they're like, okay, we're going to die now. And then there's an explosion mm-hmm. because Madison has shown up. With, right. They've arrived back from their water run. And they break in and they save Alicia from the, the bunker... And that's when they discover that Alicia is just covered in blood and <laughs> yes. looking completely shell-shocked. Yeah. Well, she tried to save the old hippie lady, too, and I liked that. She, like, dragged her yeah. into another spot. But it was obvious, like, pretty obvious to me that she had already bought it. But it's like Alicia tried to save all these people. And unless something else show, changes what we saw tonight, mm-hmm. she failed. Right. She failed in a tragic, horrible way. And she had to kill a lot of people who willingly went to their deaths to save these people. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's just... She's got that thousand-yard stare going on. Um, she's got the, the, the badass stare of doom. Right. And... <laughs> there's, there's Nick and Troy going, Hi, we tried, <laughs> and we didn't, it didn't work. And so, then... Well, they got it figured out, though. So. Alicia looks point-blank at Troy, and I was like, How did the... Where did these, these giant horde walkers come from? Troy. And Nick's like, oh, Troy saw it. He tried to ward us. Didn't mention, apparently, that he's the one who oh, God. caused the... Like, why... Uh, the only thing I can think of is that Daniel, Daniel Sharman has, like, a really, really good agent. <sighs> and so they were like, if you want Daniel Sharman on your show, he's going to have to be a full series season committed. Because they are trying... To... 
Madison has done it. Alicia has done it. Nick has done it. They have all tried to save this guy. My money's on Mad Madison figuring it out and just. But she knows. Madison knows he's crazy. She uh, knows. Yeah, yeah, she knows he's crazy, but she, she doesn't know everything that he's done. And she, he, she was one of the people who banished him from the camp that led to all of this. And as he's walking away, she's holding a gun on him, and she's thinking about pulling the trigger. And she should have, because everything he touches involves people dying. Mm-hmm. And they know this. And yet, for some reason... And him giggling about it. They, they want to try and... They, well, uh, you know right. why? You know, you know why they couldn't... I think one of the reasons that they couldn't settle in, in the ranch is that's very, very much the settling in the ranch and having this... this uh, dam with water not terribly far away and kind of reestablishing a sort of there's a trading post apparently mm-hmm. somewhere like trying to like a, you know assemble a society again is very very much to what is going on on the mothership show right and I'm positive that somebody was like you know we can't keep them here long right because we don't want it to be too much like we can't have it just be two shows about two different you know, settlements in the zombie apocalypse. Somebody's got to be running for their, their, their hair on fire and their ass is catching. I guess. Because, I mean, they're they're now going to go to the trading post to try and trade some things, I guess. Yeah. And they're going to move on to the dam, which they will then take by force, burn to the ground, and destroy the water table for right. millions of miles around this space. Yeah. They're going to cause the next great southwestern drought. And it's going to be Madison and Company's. That's just going to work. Standing there with a plug in her hand, and the water's like. <laughs> She's going to say, "Oops, you should have been nicer to me and my family." I mean, the problem. And then, and then, meanwhile, in Alexandria, where is all this water coming from? <laughs> um, well, um, Alicia decides at the end of the episode that she is done. Right. Like, She's out of there. And, you know, she's going to go to this place. I want off the Lex. <laughs> yeah, she's going to go to a place and, and, like, sit in the corner and... Be away from crazy people who keep right. doing things that end up getting people getting killed? Or putting her in positions where she has to kill a lot of people to try and save them? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, come on, man. I mean, the hippie lady even gave her the best advice ever, man. Even when there's no hope, all you got left is hope. Right. Yeah. Hope and laughter. And she has had a distinct shortage of hope and laughter. Go and experience the... She was like... Even was like, go experience the world. Like, we... That was one of the things I really liked. Because Hippie Lady... Her whole backstory was like... I was... My husband died on 9-11. And I met my second husband on the... On... um, Survivor's group. Survivor's group. And then... He thought... You know, the world was coming to an end. So we have to come here and... And Mm -hmm. hide out. And he said... She said, we spent the last... Years of our lives here. We could have been out experiencing the world, and we didn't do it. Yeah, so she was like, you have to do that. You cannot You cannot be ruled by fear. You can't let fear dictate what you're going mm-hmm. to do. And when you look at this show, and you look at what these characters have done, there's been a whole lot of that. Mm. And she has always been, aside from the fact she can't tie her hair back to save her life. Right. Um, oh, and the tank tops. Oh, my God. Yeah, tank, tank tops. tops. Uh. <laughs> I I and this is not this is not just Fear of the Walking Dead. This is a problem on Walking Dead. This is a problem on every zombie movie I have ever seen. Mm? World War Z 
Dude put phone books on his arms. Oh, right, it's true. But the people, like, run around with their arms, like, exposed, all akimbo. Like, everybody's just waiting to get bit on the arm. If it was me, I would never not be in a leather jacket. I'd be sitting here on the couch with you guys in a leather jacket. And a motorcycle helmet. (laughs) (laughs) And one of those neck braces whiplash people wear. Yeah, it's... That's for vampires, though. I have to say, I have to say that this show has actually been really good this second half of the season. Yeah, it's I'm, you know, I'm. It's winning me over because you know, I mean, if you go back and listen to some of the early podcasts that we did, and why not? What do you got to lose? You're listening to a podcast. What else you got to do? Yeah. Go back and listen to that, and listen to how bad we hated on it, and now it's winning us over. It's it really is. It's it's becoming a it's becoming a show that I'm invested in. Yeah. Well, when they finally like just flat out were like, you know what? Madison is a bit of a monster. We're just going to lean into that. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's recognizing that our heroes are not that heroic at all. Mm-hmm. And that the only, the only sane characters in this show are a teenage girl and a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> and even they are broken. Yeah. But our main characters... I mean, Strand? Strand is broken. Madison is broken. She was broken for a long time yeah. before the show started. Mm-hmm. So it was, I mean, it's for a show that really, really did piss us off majorly mm-hmm. for a good chunk of its run. Mm-hmm. This is actually, this season's been actually really pretty good. So hopefully it'll continue that way because there are three episodes left. Two episodes left? Two Something three, like Two that. or three it episodes left. Matter. We are coming in a bit late on this season, um, but we had to finish off uh, Team Wolf. Yes. So, Anyway, uh, we will see you guys next week with more of Zompocalypse. Now, thank you for being back with us, Curtis. Thank you guys for inviting me be, back. Be back all the time. I know, my, I know my presence is somewhat intermittent. Be, we we but, like uh, it when you're here. We always and, like it when and you're here. And what is your... Uh, but it, thank you guys. And what is your new show again? Uh, my new show is the Tim Harvey Show. Uh, uh, it's, it's where H2O used to be on the schedule. So we record it Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Record it live and broadcast it live on Twitch. On Thursday nights, which you, you can, can, which you can, uh, if you sign into Twitch, you can actually be part of the chat room. You can actually comment and, and have live feedback during the show. Nice. And then we, the podcast itself goes out on Saturday, just like this podcast, which we record yes. on Sundays, goes out on Tuesdays. Good. Okay. Now that I know, I never, I always miss it. I try to share it, you know, on the social media. Yeah, every Tuesday, can't uh, freaking find it. Tuesday nights, it goes out. So Tuesday night. Okay. Monday nights, I go through and I try and cut out the worst of our ums. <laughs> and and uh, the occasional bizarre digression where it's like nobody is talking about Justin's this. going to talk for twenty minutes about wrapping his head on a cave wall. <laughs> We're just going to cut <laughs> that off. Right, to keep that in. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's what, that's how that works. So. That's great, um, Dustin. Any updates on what? I don't know. Are you doing anything? No. We actually for we actually have a project that the that Dustin and and Curtis are working on, but we'll talk to you maybe about that at, uh, at a later date. Well, but maybe yeah. I think we were maybe disheartened by uh, it, how it went, but yeah, we'll give it another world. I and think try it some. Fine. Oh, here's some. Okay, I am yeah. going to talk about this just yeah, for a second. You should just for a second. We are going to do a show called uh, Two Two Peach Chairs. Two Peach Chairs. Two Peach mm-hmm. Chairs, where we talk about a movie that we. That's Dustin and Curtis. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, and, it's a very good chance it pro- will not be sci-fi for me because it's not going to be. Yeah, it's probably it's probably yeah. not going to be. It's going to be it's not a, side, little, yeah. side, a little side project for us, just to you know, because we're super interesting and you guys want to hear us talk about. We're so. the best. Um, but here's the thing: we did a kind of a pilot, an unaired pilot, where we talked about Joe and the Joe, Joe versus the volcano. volcano, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Red Letter Media. Recently did a review episode of Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, we have to do something. We have to do a different show now, or different. different. And we were, and we and were. Believe so me, believe me, that it was better than ours. No. <laughs> well, because Curtis didn't watch Joe versus Volcano. I watched. It. No, we. Th- I thought that might. Well, maybe we could turn that to our advantage. We could not. No. Okay. Well, clearly we have to pay, do another another film then. Uh, we'll have more information about that coming up, guys, because there's all sorts of cool things that, that percolate in our crazy brains. Right. So thank you for listening again. This has been Zompocalypse Now. We hope that you'll tune in next week for more of our thoughts on Fear of the Walking Dead. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>